As we continue to ease back into normal life and navigate the pandemic, Canada's cancer care system is struggling. New survey results being released World Cancer Day, which is today, by the way, February 4th, by the Canadian Cancer Society, shows that almost 20% of patient respondents right here in BC, that's one in five people, had their cancer care appointments cancelled or postponed in recent months. This came to us by way of a note a few days ago from the Canadian Cancer Society's head office in Toronto. We immediately turned to our friend Sarah Roth, who is the CEO of the BC Cancer Foundation and the author of a piece in the Vancouver Sun the other day entitled, We Need to Fix Inequities in BC Cancer Care to get up early on a Saturday and join us on World Cancer Day to talk more about it. Sarah, we do appreciate the energy you put into being with us this morning. Thank you, and good morning. Good morning. Good to have you with us today. The Peace in the Sun, well, the, first of all, the statistics from the headquarters office there in Toronto, about one in five British Columbians having their cancer care routines interrupted to some extent or another in recent months is unsettling. And it's kind of commonplace, isn't it? We're an old, uh, an aging and growing population in British Columbia, and the BC Cancer Foundation is the largest charitable funder of cancer care and research here in British Columbia. So we are working very hard with our incredibly generous community to be part of the solution, to expand treatment options, to bring care closer to home, and I can give you some examples around that i'd appreciate that as you talk about uh, need to as you talk about world cancer day which is today and you're talking about the global community and awareness and all the rest of it you point out in the sun the other day we need to start by supporting solutions right here at home so give us a couple of for instances please sarah for example when you're a patient who lives in, for example, the northern region of our province, okay. we, we forget how vast British Columbia is. Mm. And there are six BC cancer centers across the province at the moment. And so to help patients who have vast distances to travel for their care, sometimes radiation treatments can be between 15 and 36 rounds. So that means you need to go to the cancer center that many times over weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a patient relief fund, which donors support, that help ease the burden, provide gas vouchers, meal vouchers, food vouchers, so that the financial worry is not an issue. We're also working very hard to partner with the government on expanding treatment capacity at the BC Cancer site. So for example, I mentioned in the article, BC Cancer Surrey, one of the busiest and fastest growing regions in the province. We've invested over a million dollars of donor dollars to expand the chemotherapy unit so so that people aren't waiting for the care they need. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no shortage of desire to get things done. I suppose it, it also comes down to, again, with the, the cash flow provided by the generosity of British Columbia donors, uh, it, it comes down to prioritizing. One of the things that you did mention in the article, I'd like to, to explain a little bit longer, is that you're just talking about radiation therapy and sometimes needing multiple, like dozens of visits and so on. Well, there's a new uh, a new type of radiotherapy that can deliver higher doses of radiation over fewer sessions. This is really new. Tell us more about it. The innovation that's happening in cancer research, well, in science in general, is 
so exciting. And when you talk to our colleagues at BC Cancer, the wonderful people who work tirelessly every day on behalf of their patients, they say it's never been a more hopeful time. And so, for example, they're honing in on the importance of more targeted and precise radiation Mm -hmm. so that they only target the cancer cells and not your healthy tissue. That's always the goal in cancer treatment. How does it become more precise and more personalized to your cancer and your care? Mm-hmm. And so this Sabre technology, which is, it is new, and actually BC Cancer Kelowna has been a pioneer in this area. And that's what's wonderful about our cancer system is we're truly provincial. So anything that's discovered or trialed in one cancer site in British Columbia benefits everyone across the province because we have a a system-wide approach. So this has shown that with this technology, which is essentially added to the current machines that deliver radiation, they can deliver higher dose radiation and that will cut the time that you need to be in the machine and also the number of treatment sessions that you need dramatically. And it's being shown to have huge benefits in brain cancer, which is one of the hardest to treat cancers, and in other cancers as well. So I think where we're going is we're going to see less toxic, more precise, and um, more effective treatments. And that's funded by research. Indeed. Uh, And also just talking about the, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, again, with those uh, unsettling statistics from head office in terms of the numbers of British Columbians who have had their cancer regimes interrupted to one degree or another in recent time. That's not specifically isolating cancer by any means, is it? Because it is an indication of what's going on in the healthcare system, the healthcare delivery system province-wide, which is struggling and has been, as we all know for the last couple of years, mightily to keep up with everything. So the fact that cancer patients are being affected, as are people dealing with other issues, uh, is uh, unfortunately kind of typical and something that the cancer workers just have to are, are, are struggling with, right? It's a global challenge to deliver care to people where they live. And so I think that that's part of it. And so we've partnered with the government to build new cancer centers. There was already one in and a second one that will be built in Surrey, plans for one in Burnaby, and then in other regions of the province in Nanaimo and Kamloops. And so that's an example where if you build the care where people live and where the population is growing, that's a huge benefit. Sure. And then back to what we just talked about, investing in research in BC Cancer Foundation, all donor dollars stay in British Columbia and support the research happening here. And we have the second largest cancer research center in the country and one of and we are experts in many areas. And so investing in research allows the way you deliver treatment and care to accelerate. And that will ease the system. So it's very important to both invest in building more capacity in the system on the care side in parallel, ensuring that you're continuing to invest in science. Yes, Sarah, you mentioned something in the article called the, and you say donors are helping to launch, something called BC's Cancer Hereditary Cancer Program. Uh, Talk a little bit more about that, if you would, please. We know that there are 50,000 British Columbians living with uh, 
potentially living with a hereditary gene. So mm-hmm. about 10 to 10 to 15% of cancers are genetic. So that's not a high percentage, but when you do the math, it's still a significant portion of the population that may not know that they have an inherited gene. One of the most common inherited genes that got lots of attention because a celebrity had it with Angelina Jolie was is the BRCA gene. And that's a common gene that causes breast cancer, right. as well as actually prostate cancer and can cause pancreatic cancer as well. So it actually can impact men and women. And either men and women can carry the gene and pass it along. So we want to we get to all those people and we want to get to their families mm-hmm. um, and, and, do the, and, and offer the testing. And so we're working with donors to broaden that outreach and awareness and fund the testing because that, that costs money. Sure. Um, and then, of course, once someone is identified as having an inherited gene, we then will monitor and that person will be screened more vigilantly. And that's the goal. That's cancer prevention. Indeed. So we're, yeah. So if a family member, if now anyone listening right now, for example, Sarah, who has, the, and it, there's this sort of lurking concern that's going, well, you know, grandpa had, can, and then my dad had the same thing. And then, well, here I am. Uh-oh. Uh, how do you get tested? If you have that kind of nagging genetic bug in the back of your brain going, could be me, where do you go? So the first thing is um, if you've had a first-degree relative with a cancer, that's something that that's important to think about. Um, so if, if you're a woman and your mother had breast cancer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's automatically a criteria that would be... Um, so it's important to talk about this with your GP. And I know we have people who don't have a GP, but certainly um, it's something that you can you can go to BC Cancer's website and and look up the hereditary cancer program we do have criteria because you know these tests do cost money so you don't want to just test everybody Uh, so it's certainly that first degree relative piece and then uh we're also going to be when you're diagnosed with breast cancer we're going to be offering more testing for those diagnoses knowing that of the hereditary cancers the majority of people with an inherited gene do present with breast cancer. So this is something we're working on now and we'll roll out more broadly. Um, and this is cancer prevention at work. And I will just want to make a big push for screening. Um, we only have a 50% uptake in screening in British Columbia. And that's not because we don't have enough uh, capacity to screen. It's because our population is just not doing it. Interesting. Um, and part of that is access. So we're working hard with some mobile mammography units, for example. Mm -hmm. We've launched the lung cancer screening program, which is actually new, the first in Canada, where you can be screened for lung cancer. Um, If you're a smoker between the ages of, I can't remember the criteria, but I think it's, you know, 55 to 75 if you're a a smoker. So we're starting with the high risk group, and then it's going to roll out to non-smokers. And this is completely innovative and funded by donors and the government. Um, but with mammography and your fit test for colon cancer, please, I encourage all of the listeners, do that when, you know, when it's time, when you're 50 and eligible. Make sure you're doing that regularly because early detection is huge in, tr- in 
ensuring a positive outcome in cancer treatment. Indeed it is. Sarah Roth uh, wrote a piece in the Vancouver Sun worth a read. Google it. We need to fix inequities in BC cancer care on this World Cancer Day. Sarah Roth, president and CEO of the BC Cancer Foundation, we deeply appreciate your getting up early on a Saturday to remind us of World Cancer Day and what's going on right here in British Columbia. Thanks again. Good to have you back. Thank you for having me.